You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Howdy do, buckaroos, and welcome to Comics with My Kids podcast, the official podcast for the comicscornerbox.blogspot.com. I am your host, Matt D., and with me today is... Melody D. All right, Melody, here we are again in the Halloween season. So today, we have a book that embraces magic as well as magical creatures. What is the name of our book, and what is the creative team behind this book? Storyline Book 1 by Sylvia Okay, it's Sylvia Doye. Sylvia Doye, and drawn by Paolo and Tista. I believe it is Paloa. Paloa. And Tista. And Tista. Yep. Is it some sort of French or Spanish word? Well, I don't know about Paolo. Paola. Okay, another point. Continue. But I do know that Sylvia is French. This book was actually originally released in France. Um, it was translated and brought over here to the States. But it is an interesting name for a, for a title. Shall we dive into the book and you can tell us all about it? Sure. All right. Will you go ahead and tell us the synopsis, synopsis of the story, Mel? Slash all the little details. The book starts off with a girl named Soraline. Kind of a wonky name. But, um... This girl ends up finding a book that is made of a bunch of random words on it that she can read, and it ends up teleporting her to the island of Vor. But on this I- island, she cannot um, she cannot remember how she actually came here. But she's there to learn about all the mystical creatures, such as unicorns, gorgons, or other animals that we will get into when reading the story. Okay. Now, those type of animals have a specific name. Do you know what they're called? Uh, let me see here. There's gorgons. There's vampires, unicorns. Yeah, but they're all grouped together, and they're, they're called a specific type of thing. Do you know what they are? Nope. They're called cryptids. Mythical creatures are called cryptids. cryptids. Yes. And she's going to be studying to become a cryptozoologist. Yes, cryptozoology. Very interesting word, but it's a thing now. So, the book of Soraline is about her at class. When she is at this class, the whole um, part of their school gets interrupted by Madame S, who is like a friend of the professor. And the professor and Madame S leads the um, group of kids outside, and they find a gorgon now what's, laying what's, unconscious. What's a gorgon? A gorgon, if you have ever known of what Medusa is, she is a gorgon. It's a person with snakes in her hair, but in this one specifically... The Gorgon does not only have snakes in her hair, but is also part snake. I don't know if Medusa's part snake as well. Uh, some depictions show her with like a, a snake bottom. So this this particular version definitely follows suit with the classic Greek tale. 
Yes. So, the, so then what do they do with uh, with the Gorgon? They um, start taking care of her. They take her into a hospital bed, put blindfolds on her so she doesn't wake up and stone everybody. And then they start taking, um, and then one of them starts taking care of the Gorgon. Now, who's this person that's taking care of the Gorgon? Does this person have a name? Maraud. I think it's Maraud. Maraud. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maraud. It's. Maraud. I think it's definitely a French name, though, so it's a little hard really? to pronounce. Um, and so Okay, whatever. So yeah. <clears throat> All right, so then uh, they're taking care of the, the Gorgon. What do they discover about the Gorgon? They discover that the Gorgon is somewhat blind. I think that was put in this chapter, was it? I believe so. <clears throat> but how are they, they going to diagnose what's wrong with her? Because of her blood pressure. Her blood pressure? Yes, they said they had to take her blood pressure and find out what type of medicine to give her. Right. But didn't they use another another creature? Yes, they also had used a white bird. I don't remember the bird's name exactly. A Caladarius. Caladarius. It's a white bird. Kind of like a white raven. Yeah, like a... I don't know, kind of looks a little bit like a crow. Like a big white crow. Because it doesn't have that fluffy top like a raven. Well, that's true. Yeah, anyways. <clears throat> so... Uh, they go back into class to discover other lessons of animals. And then during this... They try to get medicines for the Gorgons, so they go out on a hunt for to find unicorns, to get a little bit of unicorn's blood to try and help heal the Gorgon. Okay. Now, do they find a unicorn? Um, The funny thing is, not so much. Their one friend named Alcide? Alcide? Alcide. He, um... Saw a unicorn, it was right behind him, and then when he tried to tell the others, they started laughing, and the unicorn just walked away. Yeah, he took off. Well, they weren't able to get the uh, unicorn, but what happened to uh, one of the students, though? Her name is Tara. She turned into a glass statue after hearing a scream that was also drawn by Professor going, ouch. Yeah. So, what did, what what happened? Well, then, what happens next after Tara gets turned into glass? They uh, realize what had happened, and then they decide to go back to their like cabins and go to bed. Okay. Yeah, because the professor kind of like locks everything down because he's afraid that some something's out there that might hurt the students. Yeah. So. What hap- What what's what did the students decide to do once they're back in their cabins? They decided to think of how that happened. Right. They're trying to solve the mystery. Well, I don't want to get us too far into the into the book with uh with the storyline. Um but what what really stood out in, in this in this book series or this particular book series to you? 
Uh, there was a lot of mysteries in this first one. Definitely got answered by part two, which I forgot to mention, we are going to be doing a book two, hopefully soon. So, mm-hmm. yep. Right. So you, you say there's a lot of mysteries in here because, I mean, we have what happened to the Gorgon, what happened to Tara, and we also get a little a little bit of uh, background with Soraline and Miro, don't we, with the whole... Um, didn't Soraline get kind of upset with Tara and she like cursed her? Yeah. And then Marode's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Be careful what you say because, you, you know, bad things could happen. Yeah. So then Soraline gets caught up in this whole feeling that she's the one that caused um, people to turn into to turn statues. Into statues. Yeah, because Tara's the first one. Actually, a couple other students get turned into glass, yes. don't they? It's... Um actually just two in this book but if you do read book number two there's a couple more people that get turned into glass well it's not it's yeah, not, not uh, spoiling that now. spoil that now yeah but there's a lot of interesting little um little mysteries going on in the book and you get to see some really cool cryptids as well yep you know and they make like magical things because the professor had taught them how to make this like blue potion that right. could tell you life was there if it started foaming or bubbling exactly and he also comes up with different medicines to help out the different uh patients so what other cryptids did you notice in this book cryptids there Mm -hmm. was a lot of pixies which there is a couple fun facts about these pixies in this story yeah and And they look like zombies don't the pixies like <laughs> kind of become pivotal in the storyline? Maybe, maybe closer towards the second book. But it seems like there's something going on with the pixies that kind of lead into some of the uh, mystery of the, on the island. Yeah, and the fact that they look like zombies. I mean, seriously, if you stare at this book and look at the pixie, they literally look like something has drained their blood because they look like terrifying. Right. Well, along with the pixies, didn't we come across another um, winged animal? Winged animal. Yes, yeah, so a famous winged animal. Oh, and you know what we forgot to mention is the one thing that's uh, that's interesting about a lot of these students is they all have special powers. They Not seem to have like some kind of magical power. And uh, Soraline, do you remember what Soraline's magic magical power is? What do you mean? Well, wasn't she able to identify certain things? Yes, she could identify magic quickly, and she has technically a second power in the book, in book number two. Okay, well, let's not get into that. Yeah. But she definitely, she was able to identify the vampire in the book. She was also able to identify some of the other cryptids, like before the other students knew what they were. Yeah. So either she's really intuitively smart when it comes to these animals, or she has some kind of magical power that allows her to... Which I actually say that in the beginning, Dad. Do you want to go back to tell it or not? No, it's fine. We'll just keep going from here. You will figure it out if you Mm -hmm. read. (laughs) So, well, we kind of said a few of the characters' names, but what other characters are there in this book? I mean, we, we mentioned Taro, we mentioned, of course, Soraline, we mentioned Merod, um, the professor. You said Madame S. Who's Madame S? Madame S is actually this vampire girl. I'm not going to say too much detail because that would just give everything away. Right. But she's living with the professor. So, obviously, yeah, so she's... she's like a best friend of the professor. Book two, will, book two will tell you why she's friends with the professor. Right. But... But seriously, um, she's there to to help the students out as well, and she's a great chef. 
That's yeah. the other thing I forgot to mention. Jeez, the cook. It is funny how the professor seems to be able to brew proteins, but he doesn't cook all that much. Yeah. All right, so where are some of the other students? So we had, we had mentioned Tara. Who's, who's Soraline's best friend? Willa. Okay. What can you tell me about Willa? Willa is best friend, and they like to discover stuff together. Like one time they discovered an egg hatch mm-hmm. together. Um, there's not that many things Willa does, but Willa does like write stuff down. Yeah, she's kind of like a straight A student. She she kind of helps Soraline and in, in fitting into the school. It seems like yeah, and she's really smart and she knows a lot of stuff. There's also another girl. I think her name is Arlen. Yeah, I, uh, I believe that isn't that Tara's sister. No, best friend. Okay, of Tara. I thought it was Arlene. Oh, it could be Arlene. That yeah. actually makes more sense. <laughs> so, um, Arlene is Tara's best friend. And then I think that's all the people. Okay. Well, let's see. Um, you want me to mention anything else that's kind of important to the book, especially the cover? Well, why don't you tell me? Why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners? So what's so important about the uh, character on the front of the book? There is this thing. Don't mistake it for a reindeer, because trust me, that is not a reindeer. Do not think that is a reindeer. Okay. That is called a bad omen. I thought it was just called an omen. Actually, look it up. It's called a bad omen. Okay. In that book. Okay. You don't have to find a specific book for that, but... Well, <clears throat> what can you tell me about this omen character, this omen omen creature? This omen, it's called the bad omen because whenever it's in your dream, if mm-hmm. you see it, you have to help it. If it, if you cannot help it, it can predict and um, predict your death and know when it will happen, which could be the very second you can't help it. Gotcha. So yeah, it's uh, it's not good to see a uh, quote bad omen in your dream. Yeah, it's, a it's literally a bad omen. It means yeah. that you're going to die soon. We now who sees the who sees the bad omen? Soraline. Yeah. So then what does she think? She thinks that she is being haunted by the bad omen. Right. And something terrible might happen soon, so she's really worried about that. But she does like the creature itself. Yes. So and she tries to talk to it to try to see what's wrong and to find out what uh, she can do to fix the problem. But of course, you know, with everything, it doesn't want oh, to talk. There's another thing we forgot to mention. What's that? In this book, um, they also take care of a dragon that mm-hmm. has too much blood in it. No, not too much blood. It has the wrong kind of blood, isn't it? Like purple? Yeah. Yeah. Which, if and, you read, you all understand why. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then... Um, is there anything else that you want to mention about this particular book or this uh, the series in general? No. Really. No? Because I keep thinking of book two and I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> you Very haven't well. read it. Very well. All right. Um, well, I can't think of anything else to mention in this book other than it's a really fun book to read. There's, It's definitely a page turner. I mean, it seems like every Bye. beat there's plenty of mystery and... 
excitement yeah, just around the bill, uh, around the uh, the story. I think that so. if I had to choose, like, out of all my favorite books to read, mm-hmm. my top two, and I'm saying two because I love two books most, okay. I would probably pick Soreline as number one. Okay. And um, Unicorn Vampire Hunter is number two, which is also a podcast, so you can listen to that one yep, as well. that was last episode. Alrighty. Well, then let's go ahead and I, I kind of heard you say your rating already, but let's go ahead and, and segue into that. So the rating is buy, borrow, or bust. Those buy. Okay. Right out the bat, buy. And I, I agree. This is definitely a buy. It's definitely something that you would want to read. You can read over and over again. It's definitely geared towards anyone who really likes the Harry Potter series and wants something that's like Harry Potter but not. Um, it's a really good book series to read, and like I said, it's got a it seems like it's got a mystery at every other page, and it's it's really well developed and, and a well written book. I think you're gonna say the exact same thing for book two. Maybe. So, what do you what did you think about the art? Was there anything I thought it was really it? cool, especially on the omen. They made like that fur texture extremely nice, like you were looking at almost a like wolf fur. Yeah. On it. Although it's like had a lot of fur on it. I think it's because the omen itself was trapped in water. Mm-hmm. And that might have just gave the coat actually that, like, look where it's really long yeah. fur. But I don't think it's actually that long of fur because the nice detail was pretty good. Yeah, I have to say that the artwork is, is, a, is a really nice detail. I mean, if I had each to pick, panel... Like, Realistic or cartoony, it would say this is kind of like in the middle because you can definitely tell the fine movements in there, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's not as realistic because, like, just looking at it, you know, this is already a cartoony comic. That's my point of view. I see. It's a solid point. And I, I agree with you totally. It's definitely got a lot of, a lot of fine detail, especially when it, when it comes to, like, when they're studying the different books and stuff, they have yeah. the the artist has really drawn a lot of the really neat, intricate um, book details. Semi abstract wavy lines. <laughs> Easiest so. way to say. All right. Well, that's all I have to say for Soraline. How about you, Melody? Uh, I think that's all we can say without spoiling the books. So. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up then. Well, folks, thanks for listening to this episode of Comics with My Kids podcast. Check out more episodes at thecomicscornerbox.blogspot.com. Leave us a rating or review at Apple Podcast or Podchaser. Follow us on Twitter for all of our episode posts and news at Comics with Kids. Also, check out our Facebook page with com- com- Comics with My Kids. It's all in word. <laughs> And you can, can email our show at comicswithmykidspodcast at gmail.com and we'll put your name into a drawing for free comics. What type of comics are we giving away, Dad? Well, family-friendly books from Free Comic Book Day and some of our own personal collection that we want to share with our audience. You're going to go and <laughs> Oh, and I also want to mention that if you also want to support the show, we now have a t-shirt site at threadless.com check out our show notes for the exact link to our uh, our show's t-shirt shop and you can buy one of our shirts with a classic logo on it or our new uh, Comics My Kids logo which you can see in the feed 
Well, folks, thanks and have yourself a great night. Or morning or afternoon or tea time or second. Or second breakfast. Or second breakfast. All right. Hi, because I don't need to do